Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Lyon, and I am just so excited for you to be here with me today. I know I've been out for a little while. I uh, took a little time just to kind of refocus, to kind of, I guess, think about where I'm taking this and and what I want to do and what needs to be my next medium. I feel like I've done fairly well with this podcast. I've stayed pretty consistent. I've covered a lot of topics so far, but I haven't done any type of work on really an Instagram or TikTok, any any growth work. I mean, this podcast is great. I have had quite a few listeners, actually, which I'm really happy. I want you to know that I just appreciate all of you and how much you've listened and everything that you've, you know, just just come back to, to consume from me each week. So I really appreciate that. Um, but I just wanted to take it kind of to the next level. I kind of wanted to focus on growth and, and some other content. So I've been working on that, working on growing my presence on social media and, and that kind of thing, and really just kind of honing who my audience is, who those people I want to help are, which is interesting because I think the podcast, the vision I really had for the podcast was people who already create courses or already have a course. Someone who is making some money, has an audience, but wants to grow. Because my experience is with larger courses, so I thought, okay, my focus will be to bring those people up. And it's not that that's going to change, it's just that I realized that I also really have a heart for the people who want to create this type of product, but don't know how to go about it and don't know how opportunistic this whole thing is. And this whole thought process about today's podcast came out of my wife and I on our walk this morning. And we were just talking about kids in the school system and how hard it is for us to see that how just like how we remember going to elementary school was like later on we so my my wife and I were both homeschooled later on in our lives we both wanted to go to high school we both wanted to go be around other kids but early on during elementary school we hated it and so we were we ended up being homeschooled um at least me, I think my wife was homeschooled from the beginning, but I hated going to elementary school. I hated sitting in that desk all day. I hated that I was told when I could go to the bathroom and, and all this kind of stuff. And so when I became, when I moved into homeschool, it was like, I got to do my work when I wanted to. I got to go outside and experience nature. I got to build things. If I wanted to go build a, what I call like a robot, I would just get a bunch of things from my parents' shed and, and build a robot. Um, I, that was fine. I could go do that. And then I could come back in and do my math. And I think we, we just see so many kids who are not cut out or not, they don't fit today's education system. And it just breaks our hearts because they get labeled as ADD or ADHD, and look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to argue whether or not somebody is ADHD or ADD. But I, if if I grew up in today's world, I would have been labeled ADD or ADHD. And really, it was just that I needed to get out and move. 
and I didn't care about, you know, what they were teaching me at the time. I needed to get outside and move and be active. So um, that kind of led us to, well, well, the education system is really just here to prepare us for the professional world. The professional world wants us to sit here all day and work. They want us at our desk. They want us staring at our screen, uh, putting in the work, or they want us managing people, whatever that is. Um, and so it's such a preparatory environment for another cage, which is, you know, you have to be here at a certain time. You have to do your work this way. You have to follow these procedures. So look, I understand, like I'm all about business. Companies have to have the way that they do things, but y'all, we have, we have massive, massive companies now, massive, like we don't even understand sometimes how big these companies are and how many different things they own. And yet they are controlling however much eight hours a day of our 40 hours a week of our life is, you know, if, if, if that's all they take. I mean, honestly, if that's all they take. And I have been in that world. I'm still partially in that world because you got to pay the bills. And that's the thing is you have to pay the bills. You have to buy the groceries. You have to have a place to live. So I'm not, I'm not judging on it. I'm just saying that this is all a preamble. What I'm talking about here is a preamble to the fact that the internet and the opportunity to teach online has blown this wide open. No longer do you have to go to college. No longer do you have to work a nine-to-five corporate job. No longer do you have to work eight hours a day to make a living. You have opportunity. And maybe maybe it's not teaching a course or, or creating a course about something you're passionate about. Maybe you make t-shirts and you sell them on Etsy. Or maybe you've started a whatnot store, you know, selling Pokemon cards or collectibles. Maybe you've got an e-commerce business. Maybe you do affiliate marketing. I don't know. I don't care, really. I just think we, I think the more people who have the skills and ability to go out on their own and start their own business using the internet, the more we can bring some of these companies down a notch. We can, like, we can slow the growth of this giant, these giant corporate structures, which are ultimately impacting our food and our clothes and our water and ugh, just, I won't even go there. But the power that we have now to start a business via the internet is incredible. It is never before seen. And I guarantee you, there will be limits put on it eventually. There somehow, some way, if we don't continue to grow this, there will be limits put on it. I don't know how. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, project into the future, but Anyway, 
I just think we have never seen this type of opportunity before. And I, I started thinking about how I have never really just sat down and broke down, I don't think, the different opportunities that are out there as far as education products, teaching, just just anything that you can do as far as this type of world. And so I wanted to do that. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down multiple different formats and structures that I have seen. You've Honestly, you've probably seen them too. Uh, this may be more of an episode for people who are interested in this space and they're not sure what they can do and what is possible out there. So, but we're going to go through some of them. And, uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, and guys, if you would go follow me on Instagram, please at courses with Josh, I would love to have you there. I'm about to just start putting so much content out on Instagram. I really took some time to focus up and, and think about how, how I wanted to share and I think I'm about to do some really, really cool stuff. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed getting to know me, I would love to have you over on my Instagram, at Courses with Josh. And there'll be a TikTok too soon, but um, I I haven't started that yet. So um, yeah, so go join me over there and let's get into the show. Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon, and we're here to help online educators transform the lives of their students while also growing a business that gives them freedom and purpose in their lives. Okay, so we're getting into the different opportunities that are out there with online education products, how the internet has completely opened this world to us, completely made this new opportunity for us to make money, for us to teach others, for others to learn from us, to avoid the college trap of getting hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Well, maybe if you're going to go be a doctor, I don't think you can sub an online course for that yet, but you can learn how to code. You can learn how to be a marketer. You can learn how to teach others. You can learn project management. You can learn uh, design. I mean, so many professional skills you can learn via the internet now. You don't have to have some $40,000, $80,000 degree. And I just think that's amazing. So after that long preamble in the intro, let's get into it. So the first, I'll say, structure that I want to talk about is just the course. It's just 100% self-guided material. It's something that you have put together for your students and they purchase and maybe it's got, you know, 8, 12 modules which have each have, you know, five lessons in them or something. You know, you're selling it for $500 or or whatever. Maybe you've, you've got some bonuses built in there. And it's just very simple, direct. It's it's how to achieve this goal. And these are great products. These are usually what somebody starts out with because they know how they help somebody. They know what they can do and the steps to get there. And maybe they built a little bit of following on a platform like Instagram or, or Facebook or something. And so 
they know or they have an email list and they know that they can provide this value and that if somebody follows their steps, they will get to that finish line. And so this is great. This is, a, this is the most basic way to put your knowledge out there. The next one we'll talk about is a membership. Memberships get fun because memberships bring in that community aspect of learning. Sometimes a membership has nothing to do with education, and, and that's okay. Sometimes it is literally about, hey, I am paying this membership because there are people like me here. This isn't Facebook. This isn't you know something where anybody can come in and start trying to sell to me or that kind of thing. But usually there is kind of a figurehead or some type of event that the membership is focused around. It may not be that you have a course in there, but it may be that every month you, as the creator, get on there and you share something, or you do a Q&A, or you do a presentation, or you bring somebody else in. If you have, if you have a audience of people who are trying to achieve the same thing, or they're constantly working on something... I think this is a great option for you. And I don't know that there's a litmus test for which audiences or which topics are best for memberships, but I would think it's something where you are constantly trying to improve. So let's say, you know, you're a marketing professional and you've joined a membership for marketing professionals. There's so much you can learn and and take to others that can help you in your career. And so that could be an ongoing membership that you would be a part of as long as it consistently br- brings you value. Or if you are a course creator and you want to join a membership with other course creators, you're constantly, you're all learning, you're all growing and you have questions to bring each other and you talk about things. That would be a great membership example. Something that might not be a great membership opportunity is learning how to bake bread. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure baking goes a long way. Now, if people want to be a professional baker or it's a membership for people who run bakeries, that's one thing. Learning how to bake sourdough bread, for instance, would probably just be a course. But later on, you might grow that into a membership opportunity where it's people who, well, they want to continue baking. They want to start their own baking business or they want to keep learning how to do other baked goods like, you know, croissants and and pastries and all that kind of good stuff. So there's opportunities to grow a course into a membership, but usually a course is one really focused outcome, whereas a membership is more about a community who wants to grow together and they want to have fellowship, community, They and they want to bring questions to each other and discuss, and, and you're there kind of adding value to that. The next structure that... I think is really important to know is coaching and coaching really can take a lot of different forms because there's, there's one-on-one coaching where where you have a student and you are saying, Hey, we're going to meet every week or every two weeks. And, and this is how I want to guide you. And, and you know, you're a little bit their, their counselor, their mentor and their coach, and you're helping them get to that next level. But then there are also group coaching options where you actually bring in, say, 20 people at a time and you're talking about a subject and then you're doing Q&A or you're, maybe you've got a smaller group of 10 people and each person gets to share something and you get to coach 
each person just a little bit in front of everybody else. And that can actually be really, really valuable. Usually this is, you know, if you're going to do the group coaching, because it's less personal, it usually will cost a little bit less. You'll price it a little bit lower. But I think coaching is a really great way to get started. A lot of people want to jump right to the course. Coaching is a little bit more um, information gathering stage. Uh, let me see if I can do better. You, can I speak today? Let me see if I can phrase that better. Coaching is going to give you more insight into what the type of people that you serve actually need because you're spending one-on-one time with them. You are finding out their pain points. You're working through those pain points. You're discovering little frameworks that help them. You might even have to go do some research on something that they're struggling with. And so you have to come back and say, hey, try this. And then that works for them. And you go, oh, I'm going to add that to my my repertoire of tools and in my coaching. And that later becomes content that you put out for your course. So when you're coaching, it's a really, really great way to gather that information, to to refine what you do, and and learn about your target audience because nothing else is going to get you closer than that. So yeah, coaching is just a really great way to refine what you're doing, how you do it, who you do it for, that kind of thing. Programs are the next, they're kind of the the big kahuna for me. Programs are when you're really combining the course, the membership, the coaching, it usually has a little bit longer period that it's um, that you're working through. For instance, the course, the last course I worked for, I would define as a program because it was 12 months long. It had a coaching aspect. It had a membership aspect. Uh, and then it had its four different ma- four four different major um, kind of pieces. You know, I had four large pieces to the whole program, and each of those pieces were broken down into modules and lessons, and therefore, um, but yeah, it was twelve months long, and so the program is really you, you've got this you've got the self guided piece which is the education part. And so you're watching these videos or you're reading the textbook or, or whatever you're doing. And then you've got this community who's all going through it together. And what can be hard is putting all those people who have are at different stages of the program in the same room because it can get a little confusing. So we actually gave people the opportunity to just be in there like a, the cohort that started at the time, but they also had access to the larger community as well. Um, and then you've got the coaches. And so this is when more than one person needs to be coaching these people because, I mean, at this point, you've got different people at different points in the program all learning slightly different things and having slightly different gaps and issues with the material. And so you have to you're covering a lot of bases. And so it really, really helps to have multiple coaches who can go in there and help, and you're really coaching the coaches on how to help these people. Uh, so just something to consider. Um, you know, I love programs, but I think there's something, it evolves into a program. I don't think a lot of people should undertake 
that big of a product right away. I think you should grow and learn what your people want because learning what your people want is going first through using the course and the membership and a little bit of coaching and that kind of thing. It's just going to save you a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money. And it's going to make a better product for your students. So the last one we'll talk about is masterminds. And masterminds are one I feel like they they don't often get put in the education space very often. They kind of get looked at as their own thing, but I think they're I think they're a great uh, part of the education puzzle because this is really this is not a community aspect so much as it is a growth oriented sharing of ideas. Um, it's very focused. It usually has a topic for each mastermind meeting. Usually has something that you are discussing around to guide that conversation. And I love it because usually people, people have to be of a certain caliber or level, or they have to hit some certain number to be in a mastermind. You have to have some qualifications to be in this mastermind because those are the level of people that you need the ideas from. So for instance, if I start a mastermind, it would be for course creators between the $1,000 a month and $10,000 a month level. Like we would sit there and we would talk about ideas and share our experience on how we did certain things. Okay, so Johnny's at $7,000 a month and Maria's only at $2,000 a month. Well, Johnny has this thing that he's been doing. You know, we're going to talk about that with Maria and Maria's going to think about how that can affect her and everybody's going to learn from it. And we're all going to, we're all, it's, that's why it's called the mastermind because it's multiple minds coming together. And so that can be a really great thing to add on to your, to your product suite. Once you have those people who have had some kind of success as the creator, you are not there to teach. You are there to host and to guide and to really be a moderator of the conversation. And the great thing about that is you are collecting your next level of information for your next level of product. And what I mean by that is with each iteration of your education products, you are putting something out there, you're collecting feedback, you're refining it, you're putting it out there again. By the time you get to a mastermind, you're really collecting for that high level of product that somebody is going to pay a lot of money for because they're at that level. They need to know how to make that jump from $100,000 a month to, you know, $500,000 a month, like that kind of thing. So masterminds are amazing products if you are at the point where you can gather enough people who have had success to to create that kind of that kind of group to really bring that value. I want to hit on formats really quick because I think formats are a really important piece of the the online education uh, product puzzle. We get so stuck on it has to be video. It's got to be visual. We you know all this kind of stuff, and and it can be visual without it being video too. Okay, so there are, you know, there are three major formats. There's video, there's there's audio, and there's written word. And some people like to read. 
Some people like to listen. Some people need to watch. But honestly, have you have you ever sat down, you had a problem, you sat down to Google it, and you found a video that you think would solve solve your problem, and instead of it getting right to the issue, you had to watch three to five minutes of introduction, and then they talked about something that was kind of like your problem, but not quite, and then you held out because you expected there to eventually get to the problem that you had, and then at the end, there's a call to action for something else, and, and they never got to your problem. Okay, that, for certain topics, video courses can be like that for people. They're, they're like, how do I, I need to, I need to know where is the part that I need. And so having a written format where you have a table of contents or, or a PDF, and they could literally search for something can be really, really helpful. Even if it's just a textbook that goes along with your video course. And audio is kind of the same way. It, audio is really more for those more passive topics where Maybe somebody wants to listen to you talk about or talk through your course while they're at the gym or they're running or something. Audio can be really great for business and uh, finance and things like that. Now, obviously, you're gonna ha- you might have some supplemental material that says, "Hey, go watch this video. If you know if you need this illustrated for you, I have linked a video or or something like that. Or in your materials, there's a video link." And then they can go in there and they can watch that video. But I love, <clears throat> I love audio because I'm always doing something. And I might be washing the dishes. I might be working on another project. I might be at the gym. And if I can listen to you talk about what you're doing, that's phenomenal. Because I'm going to, if you hit something really, really well, I'm going to stop. I'm going to re-listen to it. I'm going to make a note or whatever. Hey, remember this. Now I'm going to go on listening, doing my thing. So I really like the audio format. The written format, some people, like I said, they, they like to study they, or they want to be able to search within the PDF and, and you know, control F and, and like, well, where does he talk about this? Or where does she talk about this? And that can be really helpful too. And sometimes the written is supplemental to the audio or the video. So the reason I'm hitting on this is you don't have to be in front of a camera to make a good course, to impact people's lives, to help them grow and learn. You can do that by writing the course out, by recording the audio for the course, whatever you want to do. You can do a presentation. If you're awesome at presentations and you know you can put that information into a really easy to digest PowerPoint, great. Do that. It doesn't have to be your face. I've seen people use like like an iPad and, and they're literally like, hey, I'm going to show you how to do this. And then they do the little, like they're in a note and they're drawing and they're, and they're doing it like a whiteboard. Like that's a great way to do it. There are endless formats and ways to present information. You can even, I've thought about doing one where I walk people through a mind map um, like Miro or something like that and... And, and that's my course. Like I just walk them through a mind map. So there's so many different formats and different ways that you can teach. Don't get stuck on just doing video because you don't necessarily have to be that person who's perfect in front of a camera. You can, you've got other options. 
explore, get creative, take other people's courses, go see how other people are doing it. Don't just assume one, it's one size fits all because this whole industry, this whole ecosystem is not one size fits all. There is something I have seen throughout all of this is the people who tell you, hey, this is the right way to do it are wrong because there are people out there having success, making money, quitting their nine to five jobs, spending more time with their family, getting to travel who are not doing it just one way. So you have the ability to do this the way that works best for you. So go out, explore, experiment with some things. Use your social media as as an experiment. Ask your audience. Send an email saying, hey, what do you think about this? Would Would you watch something like this? And then they will let you know. So... That's my um, thoughts on that. <laughs> All right, that is everything I've got for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Courses with Josh. I, I I would love to have you there. I want to get questions. Like that's that's literally what I'm trying to get to here. Is I can't really get feedback on my podcast. Uh, I'd love for you to leave me a, a review. That would be amazing, but I can't get questions, you know, directly from the podcast and I want your questions. I want to engage with you. I want to answer things for you. Um, so DM me, like follow me, DM me and, um, you know, I, I just want to have a conversation. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed this track, you can check out the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat. The track title is Check It Out. <laughs>